This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and we here, as I record this, we here in Minnesota in the Twin Cities, we are in the in the heart of uh, the of Snowmageddon. You know, the, the, a huge snow event is taking place. Oh, started off this today at about two o'clock or so, and it's been going off and on and since then. And we expect it to continue on into the early day tomorrow. I don't know, later morning, early morning. I'm not sure exactly when it'll stop, but it's 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 coming down, and we're expecting. Six to ten inches of snow here in the Twin Cities, which isn't a major, major snowfall, but hey, it's still, it's a pain in the ass. But does that stop me from doing my work? Do I, do I let the snow keep me from getting to the building that I clean on a Friday night? Do I let this storm stop me from doing that? Well, uh, yeah, I did this time. I figured, what the hell? It's a weekend. I can go in over the weekend. The snow will be over, and... You know, late in the day, Saturday, or whenever I decide to go in, sometime on Saturday, I'll go in and take care of it. It's just, it's no big deal. <laughs> it's, I just figured, uh, rather than fart around with it, I'm sure I could have made it back, made it there and back and, and been fine, but rather than fart around, let's just, let's just take an evening on a Friday and just kind of hang out with, uh, with my wife and, well, our son just hangs out in his room. He, he doesn't have much to do with us these days. He's a teenager. What are you going to do? Anyway, he has some stuff to do with us, but not much. Giving him his space, his independence, it's it's nice for him, I suppose. Well, and so the snow is coming down, and, and we'll see how it works. Now, wouldn't you know, wouldn't you know, my snowblower went on the fritz. Ah... <laughs> uh, it's it's you know we'd we'd gotten some stuff fixed up on it in the fall. My younger brother came down and you know, we got some stuff fixed up on it. And uh, one thing that we didn't do was replace the pull cord. Uh, that had gone off, that broken off the thing a couple few winters ago. But I've got an electric starter on it, and it's as long as I'm careful to keep plenty of gas in there and not stall it out while I'm while I'm doing the snow clearing, it was fine. Well, the starter won't start it now, <laughs> so uh, we got to figure that out. But this winter, uh, my my parents, who are getting on the, they're getting a little long in the tooth. I have mentioned some physical issues that my father's been having. He's getting better, but he is almost 85. So how much better? 
You know, we, we keep warning him about how he moves now. Maybe he won't get back to where he was before this illness got a hold of him and suggest him this might be the new normal, so you have to be prepared, that kind of thing. And we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. But um, one thing that we did do uh, was, uh, while my older brother took care of this, I suggested to him last September... Labor Day family got together and I said, you know, I, I look, I can cut his grass. You know, the the grass, you just go over on the weekends and cut the grass for my parents. But the snow, you know, does we don't know when it's going to come down. And I, you know, by the time I get mine taken care of and my next door neighbor's taken care of, and the alleyway behind us so that my next door neighbor can get to her her garage. By the time I get that taken care of and I start heading over to Dad's place, he's already been working. He's already been doing stuff out in the driveway, and we don't want that happening. So I said, uh, I don't want to spend your money for you, but I think um, you and, and my, you know, he's my older brother, and my sister, who's also older than me, you guys have money. <laughs> um, you know, maybe you could get a service for, for the folks. Not that the folks couldn't afford to pay for a service, it's just that uh, would Dad do it? You know, it's that kind of thing. So this winter, they have a service. It'll take care of the snow for them, and, and it's working pretty well so far. Uh, anyway, uh, because of that, I thought I was shoveling. This, there was a little snowfall that took place earlier, and I, I did. A, I was shoveling, and uh, it, it dawned on me. Wait a minute, Dad's got a snowblower. He's not using it. So I asked him, and he said, "Yeah, go ahead." So I have a snowblower. So don't. So rest assured. Now on Facebook, this earlier today uh a person was uh, kind of teasing me about um you know about shoveling kind of thing and i do call it shoveling even though i'm using a snowblower i i, I don't know it's it's weird it's uh, but i do i do a fair amount of shoveling because we have walkways that the, the snowblower won't get to you can't and anyway so the, this fellow that was giving me a hard time but says you know hey it's called a snowblower big deal and I said, what, your snowblower works on stairs and narrow walkways? And he says, yeah, it's called a leaf blower. Hmm, interesting. I start scratching my head. What the heck are you talking about? And he says, well, I'm in Texas, and we don't get snow very often. And so, oh, well, that explains it. I said, well, we're, we're in Minnesota, and, and we get snow. And uh, I get the, he, he made a mention in there that he might have been, he might have uh, lived in winter climates uh, before, you know, places like Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, the, the Dakotas, Canada, you know, where they get winter. Uh, he may have lived there before, and he says he's, he doesn't miss it. And I said, well, I envy you your, your winters, but not your summers. Uh, Texas and Summer in Texas? Ooh, God, no. But anyway, and then there's, there's this other fellow on the Facebook. Uh, I... I'm an acquaintance of this guy, sort of. I mean, he's uh, he's he's uh, affiliated with a social group that I'm affiliated with, and he occasionally visits with that social group. We're skeptical. Uh, and uh, he's he likes to taunt people about snowstorms and snow. He just thinks it's great. Well, he doesn't shovel. <laughs> he lives in a high-rise apartment. It's just nothing he needs to take care of. He doesn't... <laughs> It's what, and I think he gets driven to places he needs to go to, and he just gets to watch and say, "Oh, this is great." And he says, "This is fine." You call this a snowstorm? Oh, this is nothing. And I, I haven't risen to his bait, at least not on Facebook. I'm saying something here, obviously, but I haven't ri risen uh, to the his bait because 
come on. If you don't have the the responsibility of shoveling or driving through this kind of stuff, you don't have any. You you should not be taunting people about how nothing this 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 snowfall is. You call this a snowfall. You call this a snowstorm. Eh, you you have you don't have that. So I'm sorry. I don't give you that, and I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've commented back to him last winter, and I think the winter before. But now nah, I'm done. It took me a couple winters, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rise. At least I'm gonna try not to. I thought I'd bore you guys. <clears throat> I mean, I thought I'd uh, entertain you guys with tales from the janitor's closet. Oh. I might mention these kinds of things in the past over, over since I've been doing this show. I, I do janitorial work. I work for a janitorial service as a manager uh, during the day and a couple nights a week. I actually clean buildings. And I one night a week I check on a couple buildings and, and that kind of thing. And, and sometimes I help do the scrubbing projects and, and that. So I've been with this company for 30 years. And, uh, yeah, you'd think I'd, yeah, well. Let's not get into that. Uh, <laughs> um, it's not the most financially rewarding job that a person could have, and that's who's to blame. I am. I, I should move on, but I don't know. I'm 55 now, and it's anyway. So over the years, there are things that happen that janitors just uh, that just drive us a little crazy, and things that we see and things that happen. It's just that's just that scratch. We scratch our heads and just don't. What what is going on? Um, you know, it's like when I'm, I'm not cleaning, I'm not in a building I'm cleaning, but I, I, I'm, I'm in some office building. Uh, I'm not there as in my capacity as a janitor. I'm just there for, it's like a doctor's office or something. And I watch somebody go out a glass door. I watch them go out and there's a, there's the handle that goes across the door and you, you push it to, to open the door. And I watch them put their hand right on the glass and push on the glass and I go, oh, there's, there's that there's there's a reason the handle's there. You push on the handle, and if that's too low for you, <laughs> push on the frame of the door. If there's a metal frame around the door, push on the frame. Why are you pushing on the glass? Yeah, that it's it, you know that it's that kind of thing that as a janitor you watch and you just uh, why don't they know that they're you know, that their handprints can be seen. So uh, anyway, it's it, stuff like that. And there's a building that I've been cleaning for uh, 16 years now. And I do it twice a week. And uh, there's this particular office in there that it, there's, it, over the years, it's, I've always, if you get in a building and you're there for a while, you learn who is the messiest uh, in the office. There's always somebody. There's always somebody that eats food that has a lot, that creates a lot of crumbs, and they always seem to drop them on the floor. Uh, back in the 90s, uh, it seemed like it was a 90s thing. It might have gone farther than that, but uh, it, sunflower seeds, and you get the shells. And there was always somebody who, I don't know, a third of the shells would never make it into the trash. They'd just be on the floor around their trash. And it's like your trash can is right under your desk. You're sitting right on top of the trash can, practically. Why aren't you getting it in there? And then there's the people who drink coffee. And that's that's a lot of people. There's something about coffee drinkers that they just, they have, they can't, they, they, they can't not leave coffee rings. I don't, I, just, I think it's because they fill their coffee cups so high 
that the that the the surface tension just barely holds the coffee in the cup and if they're jittery hands because they need their drug so bad it just so they're shaking that that the coffee gets kind of over finally breaks that surface tension so the coffee starts to come down off the uh, off the side of the cup and then when they put the cup down there's the coffee ring you don't see pop rings tea rings Sometimes you see water rings if it's in the summer and it's hot. And even if in an air-conditioned building, the, the if it's really humid, the the can will you know cold beverage in a can or in a cup will will cause the uh, the cup to sweat, and that they, you'll get a water ring. That'll happen. But coffee rings that happen, and then you get then you get the because they're so jittery, you get the coffee spills on the carpet all the time, and it's just okay. Just how about not filling your cup so much? And then you get these people that don't empty their cups. They don't drink the whole thing. And they put it in the trash. That's just joyous for us, especially if the trash bag has a hole in it. Cuz then we have to clean out that. You know, I I know, you know, hey, it's part of the janitor's job. Well, you know, you shouldn't make the janitor's job harder. You know, it's just just regular office kind of stuff that goes on. It's going to make a mess. Things are going to happen. Things are going to get tracked in, especially in winter. It's all that kind of stuff. We expect that. We understand it. But if you're doing something that makes our job harder, it kind of annoys us. You know, spitting gum into a urinal. It's, I have to reach in there and take the gum out. It's not going to flush away. It's not the same kind of thing. You know, don't spit gum into a urinal. Okay, fellas? You know, it's 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 those kinds of things. Just, you know, wiping boogers on walls. What are you three? What the hell? <laughs> we've I've, we've had these things. So okay, the building I've been doing for sixteen years. There's 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 a fellow in there. He he used to have his uh, his workspace was a cubicle, and then he moved him into an office. And. I knew I knew he I knew he had moved into that office because the mess I was dealing with in his cubicle just moved into that office, and it was you know, debris on the floor. Uh, they like to take he and another fellow there I guess like to take water, the 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 plastic uh, cap off of water bottles and such and throw them at each other because I'd find those things all over the place, and it, and he he would have he when he moved into his office. He had a file cabinet at this at a short one that sets at the same height of his, as his desk, and on there he's got a coffee maker and a little coffee grind, grinder. And so there'd be coffee beans, unground coffee beans laying around. There'd be coffee grinds, you know, you know, grounds, whatever, lying, you know, on that top of the file cabinet and on the floor. And then he would—I don't know why he would do this—but he could take the the filter out of the coffee maker and just put it right in the trash because it was right to the left of it. Instead, he would bring that, he'd make it, bring it closer to himself apparently, and move it away from, uh, uh, you know, from being above the file cabinet to being above carpet, so that could drip on the carpet. And then he'd swing it around the file cabinet to drop it into the trash. He he do for I don't know why he would do that. Other than to leave coffee drips on the carpet, which I have to clean up, and he had this. It, it was it, it daily. He'd have a paper clip laying on the floor, 
and it wouldn't just be just you know it's just like a paper clip that just dropped off his desk. No, he would un he would unbend the thing so it's like an S shape. And I don't know why, but he would do that. And there would be this paper clip on the almost every time I clean there. And for the while there, I was collecting them, and I had them on a shelf. So I got like a dozen of them or more on a shelf before I thought, why am I collecting these things? And then I would start to just put it on his chair or put it on his desk. Say, so here's your here's your paper clip that you keep dropping on the floor. I, yeah, I, I, I wanted to ask him, what is this? Why do you, what is this? So maybe it's the same paper clip I'm picking up because I keep giving it back to him, maybe. But that was always a mystery. And then he fancied himself uh, a green thumb. You know, he'd bring in plants and he'd put them on this window ledge and they'd eventually die. But he'd try with them and he'd got this, this spray which is sort of like an oil-based thing that I guess keeps bugs off of the leaves, I think. And he would spray the plant. And, you know, this, so he'd be spraying the leaves of the plants, but because it's a spray, it would mist the, ins the, the glass of the window behind it. So I'd get this gunky mess on the window. So every now and then I got to try and clean that window and, and, and without getting glass cleaner onto his plant that I have to try to clean the window and it's, I just say what are you doing why are you making my work harder <laughs> stop you this plant's gonna die eventually because you don't know how to take care of plants and it did it didn't eventually die but he gets another one in there and he starts spraying it with that crap again and it's, uh, well I bring all this up because just recently uh, I went in, and uh, he was gone. <laughs> uh, his 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 office was cleared out. His desk was cleared out. Everyone was cleared out. I don't know if he was transferred, if he quit, if he if he was fired or whatever. He's just he's gone. So I won't have that paper clip on the floor anymore, and I won't have the oil or whatever that stuff is on the on the window anymore. It's kind of nice. It's it took me about 20 minutes to clean up the office really nicely. Um, so that you know, so that whenever they move somebody else in there, they won't have quite the mess that that this you know that this guy was living in. I I tried to keep on top of it, but man, I tell you, some people they just make more of a mess for you. Uh, I just you know, so if you're working in an office and you have a janitorial service, bear in mind, try not to do stuff that makes it, it makes it more work for the janitor. Just try. Coffee spills happen from time to time. Stuff happens. Uh, snow melt, the little salt, sidewalk salt gets tracked in during winter. That happens. We understand. But, you know, don't press on the glass. And he, don't put your face against the glass. I don't get why people do that. Because <laughs> I find face prints on the glass every now and then. So what are you doing? This is a... This is a architect's building or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever they do in this thing. We, you guys are professionals. Quit farting around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I've gotten to my first break. I, you know, it's just, it's tales from the janitor's closet. That's stuff that we notice. Just, we notice. We, we notice what goes on. So, and get those sunflower seeds, shells, in the trash, please. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio. I've gotten my first break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. I'll be back. we 
station that beats all the competition. And we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. When, oh, when will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here at the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, speaking of janitor stuff, I've got one of these. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Yeah, well, every now and then I'll watch, uh, because I'm a janitor, I'll watch, uh, well, this isn't why, uh, watching movies because I'm a janitor. Sorry, let's start again. Because I'm a janitor, I notice certain things in movies whenever janitorial uh, type uh, occupations are are uh, depicted in TV movies uh, uh, you know, or in movies, television shows, that kind of stuff. And uh, we were just a while back watching... Goodwill Hunting, which is still a pretty good movie. It holds up, I think. I, I find it pretty good. Uh, and and there's just it's just a little thing. It's just something that a janitor notices. Um, let's see. Matt Damon plays uh, you know he plays Goodwill and uh, who's a who's a who's a, a genius, a mathematical genius, and he's a genius in other. Type things. He's a very smart kid, but he's a uh, you know huge underachiever. He stays away from trying to risk or put his out there. He just would rather do just kind of coast along a little bit. And and he's a bit of a he's a bit of a ne'er do well. Uh, he's a tough kid kind of thing. And and he and his buds, you know, they'll hang out and they'll get in fights with people. And because I don't know for whatever reason. And uh, he he works as a janitor at uh, at Harvard. And uh, and uh, you know the the big university college whatever it is, and he's he there's a there's he's he cleans in this I guess the math division department or wherever of of Harvard, and um, the 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 big math teacher professor <laughs> there played by Stellan Scars. Anyway, he he writes a, a, an equation on the on a, on a on a chalkboard in a in a hallway, 
And he puts it up there, and he's, it's anybody who can solve this equation, do the proof, or whatever it is that he needs them to do. If you can do this, you'll get some prize, you know, like a cookie or something. And uh, it's some it's some really complex equation thing. And uh, Goodwill is he's he's going to mop that hall, and he sees the equation thing up there, and so he thinks, oh, what the hell? I'll just, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and solve it for them and he does he just he's, he gets up he writes it solves it and then it, it, the story goes from there they find out that it was him that did it and then they try to help him out to get him to be you know a super achiever instead of an underachiever but here's the thing the janitor part <clears throat> he uh he's, he's he's wheeling a mop bucket out into this hallway to mop it i presume that he'd already dust mopped or swept the the, the floor I, I'm assuming I, I'm going to assume that he did that, and he's ready to mop now. Now he's he is pushing the mop correctly. If you've got a full bucket of water, you got the mop bucket, and you got the gear press on there that you know that you squeeze out the water out of the mop head. Uh, you don't you don't push that mop bucket with the mop in the gear press because that's that that center of gravity is too high and it's too easy for the the bucket to tip over. You, you push the bucket, if you're going to push it with the mop handle, you push it by having the mop in the bucket part, in the water, you push it that way, it's much more stable, uh, and, and th that way. And it's not a bad idea to have one hand on the mop handle and the other hand on the handle of the gear press moving the bucket. That's even more stable to keep it from falling over and spilling water all over the place. Not so terrible if it, does, if it happens on tile, but it's really terrible if it happens on carpet. And it's, it's happened. It does happen because with rookies uh, cleaning buildings, they don't realize that they have to be careful with the mop bucket not to tip it. So he's got that part right. He's pushing the mop bucket with the mop handle, uh, and he's got the mop in the bucket. That's fine. So he goes to start mopping. And what he does is he just takes the mop out of the water and then splashes it onto the floor and starts mopping. This is flood mopping. And you don't need to do that. It's a nice, from what I could tell looking at the film, it's a nice, shiny, terrazzle floor, real high-polished floor, uh, some, you know, a small stone that's, that's polished real nicely, and a smooth finish to it. And to be truth be told, in, a lot of times mopping is not absolutely necessary. If you dust mop the floor, that's fine, but doing a mop uh, can help uh, keep the dust down in a building. And that's that's part of the reason why you do it, but you know footprints and stuff, whatever. But you don't flood mop. You don't just splash the water. You wring out the mop head so that it's you know that's it's still going to be wet, obviously, but it's not flowing with water because you're making your job harder on yourself. Yeah, it's it's you you will do some flood mopping here and there. Like there's a sticky spill on the floor that you 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 pour some you get some water on and you let it set for a bit and then you. Bring the mop over it, having been squeezed out. So you just make a little puddle over the over the mess. But that's not what he was doing. He just splashes the water out and he just starts mopping. And if he does this every time, <laughs> he's going to run out of water in the bucket real quick. And it's just it's just too much work. And I thought, oh, no, no, not work. And then they show him buffing the floor. And he's got a he's got one of those mechanical buffers. It's a it's a the spinning pad on the floor, and then it's got this arm that comes up from the machine that he holds in his hands, and 
swings it back and forth. Now there are some buffers, the high speed ones, you're supposed to go straight forward and back, straight up and back, straight up and back, you don't know, swing side to side. The lower speed ones, you can go side to side. Now this might have been a lower speed buffer because he was going side to side, but the pad that he had on there is one that we normally use on the high speed buffer, but you can use this on a lower speed one. Uh, so he was going back and forth when I went, Ugh. but the thing he was doing as well was he had his arms extended out in front of him holding the handle. You never do that. I, well, I shouldn't say never. There are times when you move it up that way, but for the most part, when you're buffing floors or you're scrubbing them and you're using one of these machines, you the top of the handle, the little T thing where you got the handles, you hold it with your hands, but you also brace it against your, your, your belly, right at your belt. You brace it against there and you swing it with your hips. You don't do the arms because Matt Damon's in great shape and everything, but he's going to kill his arms after a while. You're making more work. And I saw that. I brought those two things out and my wife and son just rolled their eyes. And I said, you know, they should just hire me. Movies and TV shows should just hire me to come out and do consulting for if there's ever a janitor in a scene doing some cleaning, I can make sure it looks right. So that people like me watching it won't say, that's not how you do that. <laughs> you know, just pay me, I don't know, 10 grand, and I'll just, I'll come out for the day and just say, okay, this is how you do the buffing, and this is how you mop, okay? Let's, let's get it right. If only. Hey, you know, it's, it's entertainment. You give up showbiz? I know, it's little things. It's little things. But uh, anyway, uh, just, just you know, it just it it bothers me when I see that. Oh, and another thing about that movie, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, if I don't know if you know the story at all, so he hangs out with these friends, and one of them is is played by Ben Affleck. Now Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, they they wrote the screenplay for this movie. They won the Oscar for it. They were very excited about it. The Oscars. That was kind of cool to see how excited they were, and um, and. Uh, Ben Affleck is playing this, you know, they're blue-collar guys in a blue-collar town in, in, you know, you know, blue-collar section of Boston or whatever, in, in, in over the, not Boston, um, yeah, Boston, in Massachusetts, you know, and uh, there's a moment in the film in which uh, 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 Ben Affleck, who's the the best friend of Goodwill, he's telling him, hey, uh, look, you've got something. And he says, you know, my life is going to be doing this job, heading the bar after work, going home. It's just, you know, it's, I'm never going to have anything super special. And I'm okay with that. I mean, this is what I've got. This is what I can do. But you've got something special. And you're wasting it. And, you know, and he gives him this, this speech to kind of help inspire his friend to, you know, to pursue his abilities. And I was struck by something watching that scene um and i i wanted to be standing nearby listening to that speech and say that's great man that's that's great but you know <clears throat> you're ben affleck <laughs> you're beautiful <laughs> you i mean his character he's damned handsome and he says just be a model <laughs> you i think you could probably get out of this too i mean good looking people tend to have a little uh, leg up sometimes they get to be 
uh, I don't know. They 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 get to earn a little more sometimes. Uh, they get they they get their jokes get laughed at a little more sometimes. Uh, they they get it's they get yes they get told yes a, a little more easily uh, than than us normal looking people do sometimes. It's there is an advantage, and I just looked at him and says you're just you're so damn good looking, just go be a model. <laughs> he said I. You know, I mean, that was, that's, I watched that part and it just kind of fell just a little flat because of how good he looks. If it was, now his brother, Casey Affleck, who plays in the movie as well, is, now Casey Affleck's a good looking guy too, but he's just not, he's not beautiful the way, um, the way Ben Affleck is. I mean, there's something about how he looks, it's just, you know, classic good looks kind of guy. Um, you could have had that that speech coming from him, uh, from Casey, and again, Casey's a good-looking guy, but not quite the same level. Sorry, but it's just you know not in my eyes anyway. Um, that speech coming from him would have wouldn't have had me thinking, yeah, well, you could be a model, you know, you know what I'm saying. So uh, let's see sports. Um, I hadn't talked about sports. Uh, so far this show <laughs> I'm going to try to be quick about it because I talked about it last week and it's it's the playoff season for the NFL and uh, the Vikings uh, had done well in the first week of the playoffs they actually surprised everybody by beating the New Orleans Saints uh, in New Orleans and I talked about this last week so I won't go over everything there but it was it was surprising and it was exciting and that following week here in the Twin Cities, if you listen to Sports Talk Radio, the, the entire week was just filled with how you know, the first few days was how stunning it was that they won. What a great game plan the head coach came up with, and how well executed it was, and how this how impressive this win was. And then they started saying, you know, they were even saying this prior to the playoffs that the toughest opponent that the Vikings were going to face were going to be in, in the playoffs. That is, were going to be the the uh, New Orleans Saints. And if they could beat them, the competition after that was going to be a lot closer to the same level as the Vikings, a lot, you know, a lot more winnable in those games. So that the Saints were going to be the toughest one, and we beat them. The Vikings beat them, and it's like, and so now that's coming into their thinking. So, wow, you know, we could the Vikings could beat the 49ers, and they they could go on to beat the the Seattle Seahawks or the Green Bay Packers, whichever it would turn out to be. You know, they could do that. They could win. They could win these games, and the fans were saying they're getting excited. And they said we could win. We could win. And the, the you know the local sports analysts said we could win this, and the confidence began to grow and grow. And I kept thinking what I always think the Vikings are going to lose <laughs> so when I did this show last Friday the game was going to be the following Saturday the next day so when I was listening listening back and writing the show notes I already knew the results of the game uh, but I was predicting last week that the Vikings would lose now I always predict the Vikings are going to lose so it's not like that's a big deal. But uh, they did. <laughs> they lost. They went to San Francisco, and San Francisco, they were just outmatched. It's The Niners were just better. They had a better game plan. They were they had uh, they had the week off the the week before, so they were a little more rested, a little more healed up. Um, and just, they were able to just beat the Vikings just pretty handily. The Vikings couldn't do barely anything that they tried to do. It just, it was just, it just was over. 
over fairly quickly, and it was just bad. And it just happens. You, you, you get up against a better team, you know, what are you going to do? So, meh, it's over. The Vikings have, you know, they're done with their season. And I get to say the same thing I say every year. My father and I started saying this years ago. Uh, any year the Vikings are in the playoffs, headed toward the Super Bowl, uh, trying to get to the Super Bowl, uh, we, you know, and, of course, never getting to the Super Bowl. They haven't been to one since 1977. And I don't think they'll ever be to another one in my lifetime, let alone live, uh, uh, win one. Uh, but each time they, they end up losing in the playoffs, which we figure they do, will do, uh, I, either my dad says it to me, or I say it to him, and then I say it to other people, and I say, well, at least they won't lose the Super Bowl. And the thing about the confidence level, I, I notice, and I start thinking, hmm, I wonder. Now, again, this is all, this isn't rational type thinking. Who knows how this stuff goes? It's, But it just seemed to me that there's a correlation that, that the greater the confidence that the fans and the local sports analysts have that the Vikings will win a playoff game, the greater the chances that the Vikings will lose that game. It just seems seems to me. It's the more we're just ready, yeah, they're going to win, we're going, and then they, they lose. Nobody expected them to beat the New Orleans Saints uh, that first week in the playoffs, and they did. So it seemed like... Most people expected them to beat the 49ers, and they didn't. That's how it goes. That's sports. Okay, enough of that. Uh, let's see. I think I make it up to my... Did I make it up to my next break? Yeah, it looks like I did. So you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back after this break. And uh, as I was saying about uh, good-looking people, they tend to get away with some stuff. They tend to have some advantages. Oh, I've got a, I've got someone to talk about in this uh, last segment. Uh, stay tuned, and, and, and I'll be back. I'll be Hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Hey everyone, this is Professor Dave. I want to teach you about all kinds of things regarding science. I want to tell you about physics. I want to tell you about chemistry, biology, astronomy, math, and many, many more things. Come check me out on YouTube. The channel is called Professor Dave Explains. Take it easy. He knows a lot about the science stuff. Professor Dave Explains. More listening to Z Talk Radio's Redheaded Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. Get him some Z's. Get him some Z's. Get him some Z's. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Listen to Z Talk Radio. 
Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com, ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay. Uh, this person, uh, I don't, I, I'm not sure if I've officially declared her as such, but she is a Dimland Radio Science Zero. She and her organization, which is now expanding onto the Netflix with a, I don't know, a lifestyle show. I'm talking about Gwyneth Paltrow, America's Princess. <sighs> she's a she's a she's a beautiful woman. Uh, she's a decent actor. Uh, she comes from privilege, and not just because she's white, but I mean, she comes from a family that had money. I have a feeling that she was raised in such a precious fashion uh, that she was seldom said no to by her parents. Uh, I have, I, I, I think that um, because she's an attractive person, she probably. Uh, some of her dumb ideas were just, just people nodded and said, "Oh, that's fine." <laughs> uh, now <clears throat> she's smart enough to not underestimate how much money can be made off the gullible. She has this company called Goop, and uh, I think uh, it, well, and Goop offers all kinds of bullshit, just overpriced bullshit, essential oils, just just silly, stupid stuff that doesn't. It's just—it's not worth the money, and yet the gullible will will scarf it up. I read in its articles I was reading about this uh, about this company. I think they do something like two hundred fifty million dollars in sales. Now I don't know if that's every year. That might be a, a year. And now she's expanding onto onto Netflix with some show, which I won't be watching. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, that's fine. Netflix wants to put that on. That's fine. They have some science programs on there too. You know, actual good science programs. Not you know, they've got lots of bullshit on there as well. But okay, so um, I think I think the word "goop" is um, is probably uh, good old Gwyneth's uh, pet name for her. Vagina, I think so. Uh, so much of uh, of goop is just centers around her vagina. Uh, she steams it. Uh, don't do that. Gynecologists say, don't do that. Don't steam your vagina, ladies. Don't do it. Uh, you know that can that can set you up for infection. Uh, there's a you know we have a you know chemical balance within us you know a, a pH levels or whatever that is you know in our in our bodies and if you steam out your your hoo ha um, you're not gonna have the 
it's it's not you know you're not going to have what you're supposed to have in there, and uh, it's it's not good. Uh, and I I take the word of gynecologists over Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I, I just I just do. Um, she puts a jade egg in it. She'll keep a jade egg in there for reasons. Um, they did advertise that the jade egg in the in the in the area up in there would balance hormones and and it would promote stuff and prevent this and that and the FDA did get on them for certain claims and he says you can't claim that that's where they come up with the ideas of it promotes uh, it, it, it doesn't say pro- you, you can do with like promotes or boosts you can say words like that because they're they're vague they're weasel words they don't really they don't we don't really sure exactly what they mean but it sounds good but they can't say cures or prevents they can't say that because they don't <laughs> unless it does they, they they can't say it and so now yeah, so they got in some trouble there but they still sell the jade egg that you can that women can put in their vaginas, and again, gynecologists say, uh, "Don't do that. Don't don't do that. You're you're risking uh, toxic shock. That's 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 a possibility there. So don't do that." Well, because Gwyneth is obsessed with her vagina, and uh, seems that the world should be too, and I probably believes that the world is as obsessed with it too. She's come up with another product to sell. To the public, to her gullible buyers, um, <clears throat> she's now offering. Goop is now offering a a scented candle, and they call this product. This smells like my vagina, and uh, the, the vagina, the my in that vagina statement is the my is uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. It smells like her coochie. That's that's what that's what they're advertising here. That's what they mean. It smells like hers, <clears throat> and it's it's you know for seventy five dollars. Hey, a rip off at half the price. Um. Yeah, I'm surprised that there isn't some, you know, hustler magazine type uh, photograph. Of her of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina, available out there, I'm surprised, you know, because she's at, at that obsessed with it, uh, you know, because Hustler magazine, you you may not have been aware of this, but I've heard about it somewhere. I I don't I I just have, you know, it's things you pick up, you know, it's just stuff, you know, um, that uh, Larry Flint, the publisher of Hustler, would offer uh, celebrity women. Very famous, beautiful celebrity women. He would offer them a million dollars to do a photo shoot in the hustler style for the magazine, and that means you know nothing left, absolutely nothing left to the imagination. <laughs> Just there you go, there it is. That's what it looks like. Um, and I don't, th- I'm pretty sure no celebrity has ever taken him up on it. But uh, you know, I'm I'm surprised. I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see if something like that did eventually float out there you know Gwyneth allows that to happen in fact I'm waiting for a life mask of her vagina to be offered they'll do it in some of that that real skin type thing you know for the, like they use with the, the the real sex dolls 
you know, those, those, you know, those, those things. I, again, I, I don't have firsthand knowledge or anything like that. It's just I, I, you know, you pick up stuff just by, I, I don't know, stuff you see on Facebook or something. I don't know, whatever. But um, I'm surprised that every household should have my vagina in it so that it can bring peace and harmony because, after all, my vagina's magical. If only... So now you can get a candle that smells like my vagina. And, you know, if, if every diplomat at the UN, when they all gather in New York City to hammer out uh, peace treaties and what to do about climate change, climate change and that, if every diplomat had one of my vagina candles at their desk, just lit with the, with the sweet, wonderful aroma of my most intimate of places, that peace in the world would be assured, harmony and balance, it would be there, because again, my vagina is magical. Uh, the only thing is, <clears throat> the candle is a, a bit of a bait-and-switch. Because when I said, this smells like my vagina, the name of it, and said it, it's, it's supposed to smell like Gwyneth, Ms. Paltrow's vagina, did you think, you were thinking it smells like, well, like genitals, right? Isn't that what you're thinking? You're thinking it smells like, well, you know, what people smell like. I mean, I'm assuming... I, that would have been an interesting meeting. Uh, she walks in and says, I have an idea for all of us. This will be wonderful. Okay, okay, Miss Paltrow, what's your idea? Because we'll do it, because you're great. I think we should make a candle that smells like my vagina. Ooh, and all the guys, you know, well, and, and some gals, uh, that are in the department to come up with the smells uh, for things, um, they all raise their hands to, to volunteers to, to to figure out what her vagina smells like. Uh, yeah. And, and <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. It doesn't smell like that. She's, she hired some guy that designs perfumes, and he's come up with a, a perfume that I suppose she can put on her vagina to say, technically, you know, when I'm wearing this stuff, this is what my vagina smells like. You know, it's it's based on flowers and 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 and, and cedar, you know, uh, and it's that's what it is. So you're not. It's a bait and switch. You're not getting. You're you're getting the smell of perfume. You're not getting, you know, you're not getting the smell of, of her. And you've got to know, and she's got to know this, that there are people out there. Uh, you know, most of them, I would imagine, would be men, but I'm sure there's some women too that um, that um, would um, relish the chance to add um, the smell of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's most intimate of areas to their masturbatory fantasies about her. Uh, so you know, I can just picture. You know, there's Chester the molester. He's he's ready to you know to 
he plunks down his 75 bucks. He, he, he's eagerly awaiting the UPS truck to show up. And he's got it all planned out. That, and the package arrives. And he's got the candle. He takes it out. And it says, this smells like my vagina. And he's, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. He brings it to his special room. And he's got all his pictures of Gwyneth Paltrow out. And he's got posters of her. If, if I don't know if there are Gwyneth Paltrow posters. But he's got them. And he's got a TV monitor there. And, uh, and, and on the TV, he's got... Uh, He's got uh, that scene in Shakespeare in Love where she shows her boobs. He's got that on a loop, and that's going. And he, he gets the lighting just right, and uh, and he you know and he might have a glass of wine, and he's got plenty of lube, and he's got the uh, drop cloth down, you know, the one for special occasions. And he gets the candle out, and he lights it up, and he just waits for that for that intoxicating aroma to make it to his olfactory center, and then as it does, he realizes. Hey, wait a minute. What is that? Flowers? Cedar? And do I detect a hint of jade? Why, that's not that's not what her vagina smells like. Come on. That's the, what 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 a ripoff! And then he gets out his he gets on uh, on the internet and he he writes up a letter. Dear Goop, I must express in the strongest way possible my deep disappointment with your this smells like my vagina scented candle. This item smells nothing like a vagina, uh, so I've heard. Uh, I was looking forward to making full use of this product as I am a big fan of Gwyneth Paltrow. I even had the special occasion drop cloth ready. I paid $75 for the scent of Ms. Paltrow's vagina, and what I got was a potpourri. For five bucks, I could have gotten the, uh, some, the same thing from a bottle of Febreze. I demand a full refund, an apology, and a pair of Ms. Paltrow's underpants, preferably unwashed. Yours, Chester T. Molester. I just... <sighs> <laughs> You just you you, you 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 see this and it just you just your mouth drops. So you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and it's sold out. It's it's not surprising. It's sold out. You just just never underestimate how much money you can make off the gullible. You just just I you know sometimes I think you know why do I have these ethics? Cuz I could make money ripping people off. I should end with a cool thing. Uh, so anyway, Goop and and Gwyneth Paltrow, they're Dimland Radio Science Zeros. They're just, I mean, how how could they not be? It's a they pedal bullshit. Uh, it's just, it's just, just ugh. anyway. It's just, ugh. Right, something cool. Something to end the show on something cool. Uh, I'm a fan of the Harry Potter movies. I'm a fan of the Harry Potter books. Um, and I saw saw this on the internets. Uh, there's a... And it's, it's, it's a clickbait sort of thing, but it's at least it's one of those uh, clickbaits that you go to one page and you, just, you can scroll through to see all the pictures. You don't have to click and click and click and click and click to get new page, new page, new page. You don't have to do that. But what it is, is it's several pictures of behind-the-scenes... Uh, 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 images from the Harry Potter movies, and uh, you see some how you get a hint of how some of the special effects worked and what they would do. You see Ray Fiennes; he played Lord Voldemort, 
and you know you know that what he looks like in the movie he's got the he's got no nose he's he's got a snake-like face and his nose is just it's kind of flat through that area and he's got slits uh in the book uh Gwyneth Pal- uh, Gwyneth. <laughs> in the book jk rowling described how he you know changed his face over over time to look more like more and more like a snake i mean he looked like a normal like normal quote-unquote human but then he changed his face to look more snake-like and she explained that in the book um and then so you see pictures of ray fines he's otherwise his, his face is made up to look like Voldemort, you know, the coloring and the skull cap and all that. He's got all that down. He's in the costume and everything. But he's got a nose. And, I, and Ray Fiennes has got, a, you know, a pretty good-sized nose. Not huge, but, you know, he's got a nose. And he's, you see the dots along the face. You see the dots. And those dots are there to help the uh, you know, the people that will convert the CGI stuff, work with his face, that can help measure where everything is. So you can see that. Um, there's a there's a picture in there if you recall uh, in uh, um, which movie was it? Uh, well, in one of the movies, uh, uh, one of the later movies, uh, Dumbledore's hand is, uh, is I think his right hand is uh, is, is 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 diseased. He uh, he uh, attempted to put on uh, uh, Lord Voldemort's ring, one of his Horcruxes. Uh, if you don't know what these things mean, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go into deep explanation. But he tried he tried to put that on, and somehow that that poisoned his his hand, and it would eventually the poison would spread throughout Dumbledore and kill him. Um, so his hand is a little shriveled and blackened, and you can see there's a picture where he's wearing a partial glove that's green. So they use the green screen kind of thing, and so that's cool. And then there's a, there's an image of uh, 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 Robbie Coltrane played Hagrid, the big the, the giant character, and he's he's next to a a replica body of there's a picture of Coltrane as himself sitting on a on a, on a, on a, a root of a tree, uh, and at the base of the tree uh, next to Robbie is this this duplicate of Hagrid, and, and it's 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 a it's a it's a dummy. And it's very lifelike. It's really cool. Uh, and then the, probably the most interesting picture that they've uh, that they have in there is um, they have um, uh, if you're uh, let's see which one was it? It was the uh, um, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire that film uh, in which I think it was yeah I think it was that one where um, Hermione was helping Harry come up with uh, a way to uh, survive underwater for an hour. And she was putting books away, and she would just kind of set them. She'd 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 reach the book up toward the bookshelf and and just vertically, and she'd let go of the book, and, and the book is floating in midair, and then it would go up into place. It would go into the shelf, and they they showed, they give you an image of how they did that, and it was there's these there were people behind the bookshelves, and they got their hands out there. They're wearing green gloves and sleeves, and she would put the book in their hands, and, the, and then they would move the book onto the shelf. And then, because it was in, done in the green, they could wash that out. So it's really kind of neat. Uh, the, some of the magic done in movies. Uh, I'll, clink, I'll link to I'll link to all that stuff and the articles about the, the the goop thing and whatever else I got in here. I'll link to that on the show notes, which you can get to by going to dimland.com, click on the blog option, and uh, you'll be able to find it. Uh, yeah, so Good just night, check it out. Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Ah, uh, the end of another show. <laughs> Let's see how much shoveling I got to do tomorrow. 
and snow blowing, but at least I got one. Uh, you're, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim, saying, uh, you know, be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and that you should sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning us in. in. My life, you're clever, Dim. It's certainly taken me in. Well, well I'm going, I'm going to hell. To hell.